0: What's up, everybody? You're listening to Salah's Corner with the one and only Salah Muhammad. So back in 2014, Mayor Nutter effectively stopped pursuing small possession of marijuana related uh, crimes. Sounds like a great thing. Yeah, reports show that in 2017, more than 20,000 people were still being arrested. Now, like, that just doesn't make sense, right? Like, if the city decides they're no longer thinking this is basically a big deal, why are 20,000 people still being arrested? Like, something is wrong with these numbers. Um, And a lot of that really has to do with how the law is prosecuted, how we look at the white offenders, when they are caught with possession versus people in the black community, right? Like when we get stopped, it's much more likely that we'll be arrested for possession than someone who's white. You're also starting to see across the city, across the state of Pennsylvania, a lot of these CBD industries starting to pop up whether it's mall kiosk, whether you go into your local hair store and there's new lines popping up with CBD infused uh, shampoos and oils and sprays and conditioners and all of this stuff that's that's great for you. Meanwhile, there are people serving sentences in prison uh, for basically doing the same thing. So on this episode, I am sitting with Kita. She's a good friend, a co-worker, and we talk about just that. Um, she has some uh, ins and outs in the industry. Her father has a CBD business that is based out of L.A. Uh, we'll connect you guys with that, but also understanding what the hell is CBD? What is the difference between THC? What are some of the uses and the double standard that's in place for the industry versus people that are trying to pursue this in real life? So I've had a lot of people coming to me, asking me where I find the time and the space to make all of these podcasts happen. Well, I have to thank the folks at Rec Philly. They provide me the space, the equipment, and the networking capacity to make this take off. And it's not just for other podcasts. Other creative individuals use this space as well. We're talking musicians, photographers, anyone that considers themselves a creative individual. So if that's you, head over to Rec Philly. Visit them on Instagram. And if you find yourself wanting a membership, tell them Salah sent you. We 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 mentioned on Friday when we were talking about like, well, you said you do you do some work for your dad.
1: Mm-hmm. So basically right now with everything, we're moving towards everything's like CBD infused with everything. Right. So my dad lives in L.A., which is like the perfect market for it and yeah. over here. We're kind of just getting our feet wet with it. But he sells CBD oils. He at the time, I didn't really know much about it or mm. like what the benefits were or whatever and i was just like i don't know if people just want to put like marijuana infused oils on them whatever yeah but he's like no this is going to be the next big thing now it's the next big thing where you're finding it in makeup lip gloss whatever
0: you mentioned you're from where are you from again
1: well, I was born in Philly, okay, but I grew up in North Jersey.
0: um, but you live in brewerytown, brewery town. So yeah. like we uh, so you and I have this whole <laughs> or had this whole back and forth thing when we were talking about like brewerytown versus just basically North Philly. Right. Um, why do you call it Brewerytown? I'm going towards a, a specific well, point
1: in twenty nineteen, it's not the same North Philly that I remember hmm. from, you know. Growing up, shoot, five years ago, it's a different kind of North Philly. So I feel like, to be honest, there's a stigma attached to living yeah, in North Philly. Yeah, I, I can see that you know for what sure. I mean? If I say, "Hey, I'm having a dinner party," you know, in North Philly, people might be like, "You know what? I'll catch you if, out at a restaurant." But if I say, "Hey, I'm in Brewery Town, they're like, "Oh, okay, it's cute over there. Let me come over."
0: And so I, I feel like that's I, I have a problem with. The that stigma mm-hmm. and like yeah I know the stigma exists I think I have a problem more so because we we are running away from it.
1: It's based in justification. It's, it's it is
0: it's based in justification. It's based in the fact that it became the nice brewery town. Yeah. Once white people that's moved true. in, and you know if you refer to it as North Philly, that's still the black parts of this that's of true. that of that neighborhood, yeah. and you know elements of that are yeah. represented. And the cannabis industry, like it's the same thing, right? Like yes. CBD, nobody knew what the fuck CBD. Was. Exactly. What is the fuck a CBD? Right. But you start put, saying that shit, and you putting it on shampoo, right. and like the white women go crazy.
1: Fucking CBD yoga.
0: Yeah, like what? what the fuck is that? What, what? Is actually? What is CBD yoga? Is that a they thing?
1: They smoke CBD, <laughs> so you have a, a joint that has no THC, so you don't get high from it. It's not the same. But if you have anxiety, it might lessen the anxiety, right. make you a little bit more relaxed. Right. They smoke these CBD joints and do yoga. Some that is the white
0: whitest shit. shit I have ever heard. The rich wa-
1: white woman shit. But,
0: like, that's the point of this, this whole thing is, yeah. like, we have to find a way to, quote, unquote, modernize it and make it safe for for those masses to to eat and safe for their palate like Mm -hmm. what's your your correlation between those two that i just made and like how does that make you feel knowing that going into the cannabis industry
1: i feel like just with like north philly has always been north philly and we just rebrand it and repurpose it and call it something different so it's white people friendly i feel like we have to um as People of color and black people, we kind of have to find our market and something that we've already been doing. Like, mm. our grandmas and great grandmas, if you are from Native or um, Native American descent, like, they've been putting weed in everything. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean?
0: They knew the elements of, of, of marijuana, the, the benefits the of marijuana, property. long before everybody else got on board with it All in America.
1: So I just feel like just kind of reclaiming it and remarketing it and repurposing for us, mm. you know, because why let, you know, to be frank, why let all these white people eat of stuff that we've been doing?
0: I, I, I have this. I have this internal battle on in my head because part mm-hmm. of me understands the fact that. In order to get the masses to go along with what you have, you
1: gotta white it up. You
0: gotta white it. Well, you gotta appeal to the majority population, and the majority population is white people. Mm -hmm. But the other part of me is like, yo, fucking white people just really only want to make themselves feel comfortable, quote unquote, Um, and then start to take elements of the, of of that culture to benefit themselves Mm -hmm. and kind of skip over the hard work that's been the foundation. To, to what they what they build. Is that something that you see? Is that something that you, like, have ever thought about in that context?
1: Like, I try not to well, you have to see it, and you have to notice it. That's not the issue. It's going to always be there. Mm. My thing is just, like, bringing it to us, mm. so that we all see it and notice it, and notice that this is not just something for somebody else. Like, yeah, they're marketing it to, you know, the masses, which may be like mostly white people, but there's something in it for us as well. Right.
0: Um, What, what are you, in your opinion, Mm -hmm. what is it that's in it for us?
1: It's just, I I mean, with the CBD thing, like I said, it's something that's always been around. There's healing in it. There's benefits to it. And it's just like, it doesn't have to be this, it doesn't have to be, because it comes from marijuana plant, it doesn't have to be the stigma where it's just, it's just your to get high if you can get a healing, then why not? Right. Whether it be in shampoo or whatever the case is, food, whatever.
0: Are you? Um, what's your 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 network like when it comes to like the city and the mm-hmm. CBD industry? Like, have you? Do you do you travel in circles? Because I find that a lot of independent people, such as yourself, mm-hmm. um, are, are secluded in pockets. And there's a lot of you guys, but like not a lot of there's like there's some community there mm-hmm. because there's just almost like a just like I see you kind of thing mm-hmm. but like no no real community of like let's network let's do something together let's build let's what's your what's your feelings around that
1: so with for me since I'm starting out so small mm-hmm. my platform that the only platform that I really have is social media mm. and it's been the best for business but also like word of mouth right being as though I work <laughs> at Trader Joe's at a grocery store, um, we're one of the only grocery stores right now, besides like Shoprite or whatever, that don't carry anything CBD infused. Most
0: really? Of, uh, yes. We're That's that seems like right, right up you, you their can think alley. Yeah. On the ways. Yeah.
1: yeah um, so being as though there isn't that, and I hear people talk about it a lot, either you know my co-workers or customers, I can be like, hey, like I don't know if you're interested, but I do sell uh, sell oil. You know, that if you have anxiety, I feel like this thing, I don't want to discount anybody's uh, illness, but everybody has anxiety nowadays or, you know, something makes them anxious or they're depressed. So I feel like, hey, like, if I can help that, why not squeeze myself in there and say, hey, you know, this helps with depression or anxiety. Not even just that. Acne, if you have acne, Mm. it helps with. So um, just word of mouth and also just using a little bit of platforms that I have, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.
0: Um... Do you come across another, like any other, like women in the industry, or or just, I guess people, black people in general, like what's what's that, well, what's I, that experience been like, I if have any? Hm.
1: I have not. So when I went to LA to meet with the uh, distributor that makes the oil, they also have popcorn that they make as well, hmm. and they're all white people. <laughs> hmm. And when they're putting me in touch with people here that I can net with network with they're also all white people. So no. Hmm. And that's what I was saying, that we like this is something that we can all do and we can all profit off of it. Why not? It's not like we're selling anything harmful.
0: Why 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 do you think that is? Like why like do you just think do you think there's just not enough of us? Do you think that like we're all just kind of doing our own thing and we're not trying to like what's the what's the obstacle there? I
1: think it's a myriad of things. I think it is people are doing their own thing. Also people are not informed. Mm. I think also um it kind of have been it's been considered like a crunchy kind of thing, like a hippie yeah. kind of like like most people that talk about CBD like they don't wear deodorant or like right, you know right. they are barefoot whatever like that kind of feral. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing and and that's not it at all. Um especially if like I said before we're talking about anxiety, acne, you know those are everyday things that most people have.
0: So. Yeah, there we are. Uh... Who is it? Me, you, and another coworker standing together, and like, mm-hmm. it's like people will walk up and either get severely intimidated, yeah. or think they're gonna get some good ass weed, right? Yeah, like that's the that's the yeah, stigma. That's Three black people with locks. Yeah. Um, uh, the stigma is, is is definitely real for for yeah. some of us in the industry. Um, I mean, I definitely know some people that mm-hmm. I can probably connect you with that are in the industry. Um, what's the name of... We ain't even get there yet. I can't believe we ain't say that. So yeah. what's the what's the name of uh, your your dad's it's company? It's
1: called Ali Rasi. That's it. That's the that. name. Yeah. A-L-I-R-A-S-I. All right, cool. That's it.
0: And what are some of the... Like you said, he basically is, sells CBD-infused everything. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you enjoy that you love, that you sell? Is there okay. anything that you use at all?
1: So right now, I just have the oil. Mm-hmm. Um, It's a lavender oil. So um, I suffer from migraines. And I just rub it on my temple, or sometimes I just smell it. I went from having to carry around, like, ibuprofen and all this stuff to just having the oils. Mm. And the migraines that I get, like, I get nauseous. I get, like, uh, auras. And, like, sense of smell. Like, everything is just thrown off. But wow. I literally just rub one. I feel like I'm on an infomercial.
0: <laughs> I just selling your product. <laughs> Gotta sell it.
1: But um yeah, just rub it on my temples. Yeah. Maybe in like five minutes, you just feel better. You feel a sense of calmness, and then I feel like it it, it kind of attacks any inflammation that you have. So mm. in my case, that would be like my you know my nerves or whatever that is that's causing my migraine. Mm. It kind of just Causes it to kind of calm down a little bit
0: That's dope, I, I have yet to uh, try Any like CBD infused product at all I smoke some weed all day but
1: So it's kind of <laughs> like I feel like that's the thing too um, Going back to what you said before like why isn't it A bigger, not to cut you off Why no, isn't go it a for bigger it. market I feel like people are like well if it's from a marijuana Plant and I'm not going to get high then what's the point hmm. But there's so many other uh, Benefits to it But um, Going back to what you just said you can have CBD and THC together infused in an oil if you want, um, but it, they kind of counter, counter react each other, so you won't get high.
0: Perfect time. What is the difference mm-hmm. between THC
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, CBD? and CBD?
1: So, CBD is just a cannabinoid, it's part of one of the components of the marijuana leaf, right? But the THC, It's like, I don't even know how to say it, so I ain't even going to say it. But the THC is what gets you high, Mm. right? So we have these receptors, like these dopamine receptors in our uh, body or whatever. (laughs) And um, so what happens is when we smoke weed, it kind of attaches to these dopamine receptors and you get high. But when you smoke THC, I'm sorry, not THC, CBD, or if you... um, Indulge anything with CBD, it doesn't connect to the, um, it doesn't completely fit in the receptors gotcha. the same way that the THC would. So you would get some of the same reaction from smoking weed without being hot, if that makes mm, sense.
0: That absolutely so makes sense.
1: Sometimes you might smoke and feel like, dang, I want to go to sleep, I feel relaxed, or, you know, I just want to listen to some music. You'll get that same reaction with uh, CBD, Without the actual, like, damn, I'm high as shit right now.
0: I think that's something I, I asked that specifically because I wanted to establish that distinction, yeah. um, but also have people understand that just because something is CBD infused does yeah. not mean you're gonna get high. No. And not I think at all. there there's there's a misconception there, and there's this, like, that also doesn't necessarily mean the company that you see at the mall kiosk that's selling CBD mm-hmm. is they're not necessarily advocates for like. Medical marijuana no. and and a recreational use and that's things like that. That's the workaround. That. Yeah,
1: because it's the wave right now. Right. So it's I can sell you. You know, everybody is on this like CBD thing, or medical marijuana thing, or we're decriminalizing it, but I'm not going to label it as that. Right. You know what I mean? But I know that's it's the wave. Right. So that's the workaround.
0: It's it's let's talk about that wave because yeah. you know we I alluded to it in the beginning mm-hmm. with the. The connections to uh, neighborhood gentrification. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I specifically said you know mall kiosk because there's literally a mall kiosk that uh, that sells CBD products, mm-hmm. and occasionally I'll stop by and talk to uh, some of the people that work there, mm-hmm. um, and they you know they 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 you know it's a real moment, and they're like you know sometimes they don't know what I do, they don't know about my podcast or anything All like right. that, so it's usually just regular mm-hmm. conversation. Yes. And are like, you know, part of this is, like, nice because it starts to kind of, like, normalize, like, CBD use mm-hmm. to a degree. But at the same time, like, this is kind of fucked up because, like, there are literally thousands of people that yeah. are in prison for their use of marijuana and the use of the plant and having just having it not even necessarily smoking it Mm -hmm. just for like simple possession charges couldn't pay bail and stuck in jail Mm -hmm. and now all of these companies these big companies are capitalizing all all of this you know capitalism is like the way to america's heart and it's like it's like these people that are working there are like in this The state of like man i gotta have money i really do support like cbd but like fuck
1: i feel like it's such a nuanced thing yeah it's there's so many areas to cover with that and part of it is great and then part of it is also really fucked up like you said (laughs) yeah um being a child of like um advocates for weed in being 30, so let's just say 15 years ago, mm-hmm. my dad couldn't legally say that he smoked weed or I would be taken away from him. Right. You know what right. I mean? Now, a day is kind of like encouraged almost. Yeah. So, and then especially being a, a man of color, you yeah. definitely can't go anywhere and say like, oh, yeah, I'm a parent and I also smoke weed. Right. Right. So.
0: Your, ch- your kid would be gone in a heartbeat.
1: Exactly. So. Fast forward to now, where it's just like I said, it's the way for everything. It's just kind of fucked up. And then you do have people that have been locked up for doing what they, I forget what they call it now in LA, but like it's basically Uber for weed. Mm. Niggas been, can I say that? Yeah. They been doing that shit forever. <laughs> like you could call your weed man 10 years ago and yeah. be like, yo, I got $5. Meet me on 9th and whatever.
0: But Uber then found a way to capitalize it. Now, and-
1: you know, white people get their hands on it and it's just like, Okay, that's great. You make your money, but what about the people that have been doing it and right. you know have been in jail and locked up and have felonies on their record or can't get certain jobs because of that too? so like i again it's it's a really nuanced and like full subject that I just I feel like i don't know kind
0: of up. so I'm going what's your opinion on this? This is a conversation I had a few days ago with a mm-hmm. coworker um should Should the state, should Philly, should the country move towards legalizing marijuana with regulations or just complete decriminalization and kind of no regulations whatsoever?
1: I think at this point it should just be legalized. Mm -hmm. Um, But the problem is with that.
0: With regulations or no regulations um, on it? meaning like regulating how pe- how much you can sell, how, how much, much you can, can consume, have. how much yeah. you can have on you, that kind of thing. Well, Who has a, a specific license to be in business, all of right. those kinds of things.
1: I feel like it should just completely be legalized mm. because with regulations it brings it back to like it's a system and black people never benefit. Yeah. People of color never ever benefit from any kind of system, right? Yeah. So if we systemize it or regulate it we're always going to be the ass of that regulation mm-hmm. or system. So I don't even think that should even be in place, period. I think we should just get rid of that. And if you want to sell it, sell it. If you want to have a store of it, I don't know how that would work. I don't know how you would pay taxes on that. I'm not that person to break all that down. I just feel like it should be legal.
0: Hmm. I, I think I, that's a big debate within like activist communities yeah. because... I think some people see it as a stepping stone. So, you know, the the decriminalization, but Mm -hmm. also allowing for, like, specific type of businesses Mm -hmm. to to sell some of this for Mm -hmm. medicinal purposes, not necessarily for uh, recreational purposes, Mm -hmm. allows for a stepping stone Mm -hmm. to, to some. But, like, it's almost like... I mean we're we're past all this shit now. Like That's there there right. are people that there are businesses well, in and not just like Colorado, LA. Like mm-hmm. there are businesses, whether it's for medicinal or for infused C B D purposes, mm-hmm. there are businesses that are profiting off of marijuana, the marijuana plant. Right. Meanwhile, like younger people and mostly black and brown are still being arrested for, like, simple possession exactly. charges. Uh, no matter if they are serving long jail sentences, like, mm-hmm. a, an arrest can make you miss your day at work, can make you late for picking up your, your your child from daycare, can make you miss a day of school. Mm-hmm. Like, that's for, for a, a community that suffers from high poverty, mm-hmm. that can have traumatic Effects on their life just that one arrest, and we all know that those one arrest is an escalation to kind of an avenue to the justice system that well, just hard sure, to get out, out of. There. Right, you're in there, you're in. you're in, yeah, you
1: know, that that's on your jacket forever, yeah. Um, and that's why I said I, I just feel like it should be completely legal, but then you have the business side of things, and it's like if I can't put an FDA label on it. How can Mm. i just go out and make it so i mean i get both sides you know what i mean how can i just go out and have a store and just sell this to people because then somebody can come back and say it did this 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 and this and this so there's a business side of it but that's not that's why we have lawyers and other people that are more knowledgeable to help us out and we figure it out along the way but for now i just feel like we should just get rid of those regulations
0: so With that said, like I said, there's definitely a few different um, cannabis communities um, Mm -hmm. and organizations in the city. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them are run by uh, black and brown people or just, you know. Um, have black and brown people just in throughout the mm-hmm. organization. So definitely something to look into. Um, PHL Cannabis is a uh, a really good, it, they're, they're, that's their Instagram handle. I've gone to a couple of different events. They had one at the free library. Oh, okay. um, it had a panelist of different like experts mm-hmm. on not just uh, how different like legislation that's been put forward by rep Chris Rabb um, in Philadelphia on On uh, decriminalizing marijuana, uh, but also a lot of the like medical uses, just and like I mean, experts where like these people have multiple degrees and doctorates, and like I'm not an expert way, way beyond my my level. I'm just an advocate. I mean, and that's that's the experts and advocates are needed just as much, yeah. Um, because the more people that advocate for something that just makes sense, Mm -hmm. um. The better it turns out for people that are literally still sitting in prison, mm-hmm. while these big corporations are profiting off of the things that they were doing—the exact right. same things that they were doing—way ahead of the curve. Um, so that's just one of the, and then there's a couple of other uh, the groups out there. Uh, Black Dragon Breakfast Club mm-hmm. is one. They do oh, events yeah. every—I um, think it's like one Wednesday a month. They call it their rise and Grind. Mm-hmm. It's like breakfast infused everything. Definitely. Like it's amazing. Definitely. Um, you can roll up a blunt. You can smoke a bowl. You can, you know, kind of everything. The sa- the the space is safe. They got a bodyguard at the door. They got a DJ. Last time I was there, they was giving out massages. Like, what's today? Tuesday. It's today Tuesday. Yeah, they only do it one one Wednesday a month. I don't okay, know if they're doing okay. one tomorrow, but um, I'll post a, post it in my uh, in this in the like in the Instagram for everybody. Um, so I have. Uh, Let's talk about something else that you do. Sure. um, Which is you do a little bit of written work.
1: I do. So I've been writing, like, my whole life. Mm -hmm. Like, I am a writer. It's so weird to say that out loud, but I am a writer. Um,
0: Why is it weird to say that out loud?
1: Because most of my work, I've been writing poems specifically, but I've Mm -hmm. always written in some form. Um, I went to school for journalism and communication Mm -hmm. and also English literature, but that's not... That's not why I'm here. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but my poems specifically, I've just written for me. They were kind of like a love letter to myself. Mm. Um, whether it be like, this is how I'm feeling on the inside or encouragement, I've just always written. But it's just of until recently that I've decided, like, I've shared my work with a few people and it resonated with them. And they were like, you need to share this. Like, people yeah. need to hear this. So... It's, it's still a new concept to me, like reading out loud or writing for other people to see. But um, it, it's something that like when I'm going through a little bit of tough times, like I kind of it's like an inner voice that I need someone to these I need somebody to say these things to me.
0: Hmm. That's dope. I mean, like it's it's another form of expression, right? Like exactly. for people that write. You know, I, I think there's a misconception for people who don't write that, like, the people that write are always aspiring to be, like, something famous or, or something no. like that. When it's just like, nah, it's just, it's just, I have something to tell. So even right. if it's not, like, published or even if it doesn't become a song or, or a rap album, like, right. it's just, it's a form of expression for me more than anything.
1: It is, I always think of it as, like, a diary one. And then it, when I leave this, this life
0: hmm.
1: it's something here first like i had this fantasy that it i'm gonna put all my poems in like a, a hole in the wall and i'm gonna die and, and move on or wherever i go and somebody else finds all this stuff and it's just like wow these are somebody's thoughts these are this is somebody else's emotion this is so dope so i just want to leave something here tangible for somebody else that they can relate to it's not nece- i don't necessarily need to have it published
0: that sounds like a scene from a movie
1: you know, that's like, how my brain works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Um, I got one last thing okay. that I ask everybody. Mm-hmm. What's your most favorite thing in the world right now?
1: That's such a big question. It is. Um, First
0: thing that just popped into mind, though.
1: Food.
0: There we go. <laughs> what is it? What's the, what's that food that's on your mind?
1: I just love to eat any kind of food. It doesn't have to be a specific thing right now. I'm on this taco wave right now. Mm. Fish tacos. But, <laughs> yeah, I just like to eat food. I don't... That's my favorite thing in the world.
0: I haven't had a fish taco in a good, like, 10, 15 years.
1: So my thing with food is, like, everybody don't drink. I like to drink. I like to smoke a little weed. Everybody don't smoke, but you have to eat, right? So what's one way that you can reach a lot of people besides, like, I mean, food can be an art. I think it's an art. But besides, like, acting, writing, or that kind of thing, it's food. Hmm. You can show your love of people by just feeding them. If I feel like if you invite me to your house and you give me food, like, you really love me. Like, you really fuck with <laughs> me or vice versa, right? So that that's why that's my favorite thing. That's it's another way to connect.
0: We're going to get you some food after this. Oh, shit. No, I'm joking. I'm <laughs> con- I got Red I'm good right now. <laughs> Thank you for sitting with me today. You, it was ahead. a pleasure. Conversation was dope. Um, are you going to uh, perform something that you written for us?
1: Yes. So I wrote a piece. Like a couple of months ago, called um, Queen Charmin. And it's just basically, I just thought about like all these Disney movies that are re coming out, right? Yeah. That already been out, but you know, they're like making it prettier for these new millennial. What do they call these kids now?
0: Gen uh, Z. Gen
1: Z. Whatever. (laughs) They're just repackaging stuff that we already, um, you know, saw, got to see. But I just feel like it sucks that all these. Disney movies or like these childhood movies that we have of Cinderella, Snow White, everybody's waiting for a man to come and save them. And I was just like, damn, why don't we have any cartoons where the girl is saving herself or she's saving the man?
0: That's a good point. So they don't exist for sure.
1: It it doesn't. And that translates into real life. Because as a, as a young girl, you're like, well, I got to get married. Like, mm. I got to wait for my husband. And it's like, well, that's great. Marriage is a great thing, but you're also great on your own, too. Right. So that's just what inspired that.
0: Cool. All right, what's the name of the piece?
1: Queen Charming. Growing up, they shouldn't have told us that he was going to show up with a cape and on white horses. Maybe they met a do-rag with white forces. The only niggas I knew were horses drove Mustangs and Chargers, had kids before they were 19, but wasn't fathers. See, I was taught that he was gonna pull up to my tower, just let my hair down, champagne and flowers, and he'd free me. He'd take me away with all my problems I ever had. He'd fill me with smiles, happiness, and make sure I wasn't sad, but it turns out that he was just a nigga with a problem bag. See, we teach little girls from a young age To look for love, but we leave out the part that's from within. The love you're looking for will never come from him, her, or them. See, self-love and healing must be mastered before happily ever after. You gotta wear your own cape, sis. You gotta save yourself. You can't be looking for no niggas on horses to show up with help. Ariel, sleeping beauty and Cinderella, sitting around waiting for some capping-ass fella. This tired-ass narrative is all too alarming. You'll wake up when you kiss yourself and realize you're the real Queen Charming.
0: All right. I want to give a special shout out to Keita for sitting with me on the podcast today. Make sure you guys follow her on Instagram. That's K-I-D-A-B-O-N-I-T-A, Keita Bonita. Um, this was a really good conversation, one I am going to constantly be having. Um, and if you are looking to be on the podcast and want to have this conversation with me, feel free to email me or reach out to me with any questions you may have or how much you disagree with everything that I think. Uh, email me at, at salascorner.com. Uh Check out any of my latest blog posts. I got something that I've been working on. We'll see if I feel like putting it out, uh, but you can find all my previous posts at salascorner.com. Salas Corner is recorded out of Rec Philly, is produced by producer extraordinaire Brie Wilson, and features music by Prod by Delgado. For more of my work, visit me at salahscorner.com. And until next time, peace y'all.